0: Welcome, everyone, to another special bonus patron-curated episode of That Record Got Me High. As always, I'm your host, Rob Elba, and as always, I'm delighted to have you all here with me. Okay, the theme for this episode could be considered a little heavy. Songs about alcohol and or drugs. This is a music podcast, and I'm not here to preach to anyone... But I think most of us can agree there's a big difference between having a glass of wine or a beer now and then, you know, smoking a joint, having an edible to mellow out, and having a real problem with controlled substances, whatever that may be. I'll just say that if uh, if you are having a problem with addiction, be it alcohol or drugs, and you feel it's affecting your life adversely, please consider seeking help. There's all sorts of resources out there. And if you feel stuck and maybe need an unjudging ear to help you get started, feel free to reach out to me via email or instant message or whatever, and uh, I'll be happy to listen, advise, and most importantly assure you that you are not alone in this. I mean this, too. Thank you. All right, so obviously there's no shortage of songs about this subject, but as usual, you all came up with an awesomely eclectic collection of songs and, shockingly, no Velvet Underground songs, which I could not believe. No one picked the Velvet Underground up, but that's awesome because you guys always bring the goods and come up with such a great list of songs this is such a fun episode remember if you'd like to start participating in these super fun episodes just head over to patreon.com forward slash trgmh and for as little as two dollars a month you can become a patron and join in all right speaking of becoming a patron our first song is from a brand new patron peter Spear. just became a patron of the show and is already contributing take it away peter Hey, this is Peter Spire from Los Angeles, California, and
1: I gotta say, driving while blind was my anthem on a few occasions when I was leaving a club, had way too much to drink, and ended up driving while blind. One night I ended up in the front lawn of a homeowner I woke up to the sound of my horn beeping and uh, looked up and saw a guy on his front porch wondering what the fuck just happened, but I used a few of my lives, I guess I'm a cat because I've got a few left, but um, yeah, driving while blind, that's the one.
0: our gmh family and now here's longtime patron jay reeve with the first of two songs by spiritualized uh, and some real talk about the danger of glorifying drug use
2: hey that record got me high listeners jay reeve and my pick for a song about getting high that got me high is spiritualized i think i'm in love off of uh, 1997 98, uh, ladies and gentlemen, we are floating in space. Uh, the clanging off kilter beginning uh, until it like kicks in with that rushing part in like the middle of the uh, song. It gets me every time, and um, it, it, uh, there's no mistaking exactly what uh, the lyric content was being referenced when the third line of the song is. Uh, warm as the dope running up and down my spine so i mean but really you can pick just about any song off of this album from cop shoot cop to electricity to cold waves to uh, the title track uh you basically run the whole gamut of uh this uh this subject and uh the whole album actually uh romanticizes uh drugs, very hard drugs, a lot on this album. It's a terrible subject and it ruins lives and it shouldn't be glamorized, but uh, it makes for great music and it reminds me of a Bill Hicks quote. And I paraphrase, if you don't believe drugs have done anything good, take all your albums and burn them because those musicians that wrote all this great music that enriched and enhanced your life were real fucking high drugs and yeah that's basically what it is with this album and this song and at the time i think i might have declared to myself that this is probably the best drug album since velvet underground and nico's uh 1967 album thank you thank you
0: And now we welcome patron and past and future that record got me high guest Corey Dubrowa uh, with some fantastic insight into a song that I've always loved but never knew the backstory to.
3: Hey Rob and all you patrons out there this is Corey Dubrowa and the song about drugs that got me high est uh, is Jane's Addiction's 1988 ode to heroin addiction Jane Says Uh, that's from their major label debut Nothing Shocking. I just saw Jane's open for Smashing Pumpkins here in San Francisco this week, and bassist Eric Avery is back in the band for the first time in more than a decade. People kind of forget, I think, uh, that that was the case, but he co-founded the band with frontman uh, Perry Farrell, and the familiar acoustic guitar part that serves as the foundation for this song was written by Avery when he and Farrell... Uh, were roommates together in a sleazy group living situation that they called Wilton House in Los Angeles back in the 80s. Jane says it's about their other roommate, Jane Bainter, who was in fact addicted to heroin at the time and was dating Sergio from the song, a drug dealer who lived on their block. Her parents were divorced, but her mother had remarried and moved to a hacienda in the south of Spain. So Jane had a standing offer to go live there if she could ever clean up. Hence, I'm going away to Spain, and the line I'm going to kick tomorrow. It's a song you can hear today more than about 150 times per day on U.S. rock radio stations. That's a real number. And so even though Jane's producer, Dave Jordan, describes the song as the stairway to heaven of modern rock, there's no denying its staying power and influence on the Seattle sound and indeed the entire next wave of indie music that emanated from the 90s. Uh, People tend to think that never mind was the record that blew open the doors for mass acceptance of punk rock-influenced guitar music, but I would argue that nothing shocking got there first. And to judge from Perry's very real tears on stage introducing his mu- musical brother Eric just before Jane Says, he still has all the feels for this song uh, about his roommate's very real struggle with the drug that has become the scourge of the rock scene both before and since.
4: Jane
0: As I've mentioned here before, I used to think that I hated country music, but, uh, doing this podcast, I realized that I just hate bad country music. And there's actually a lot of great country songs that I love go figure, right? Uh, here's patron James McLaughlin was one of those. Hey, Rob and record fans. This is James in Baltimore for my contribution to the song about getting high. That got me high episode. I choose high time by Casey Musgraves because I'm a big Casey fan and an even bigger pothead. While the lyrics of this song, mostly a collection of easy weed puns, don't represent the best work of a front rank songwriter, she is here, as ever, super likable and in fine voice, and there is some nice guitar work. It's the whistle on the chorus, though, that raises the hair on the back of my neck. Slow your roll, lean way back.
5: It's
6: high.
0: So great. All right. Now let's change gears a little with a hard rocking tune from Matt
3: Marzullo. Hey, Rob, this is Matt. I'm going to keep this one short and sweet. It's the first song that came to mind when I saw the topic of this patron curated episode. And that song is Opium Trail by Thin Lizzy, one of the most underrated bands of the 70s. This song is one of my favorites of theirs. It's just so good, highlighted by not one, but two blistering Brian Robertson guitar solos and some great drumming. And all in under four minutes. Check it out.
0: I figured we'd have to get some proper country drinking songs uh, for this episode, right? Uh, but as usual, you all didn't go for the obvious ones and came up with some real gems uh, like this next one from patron Marcia Potts.
5: Hey, Rob. It's Marcia in central Florida. And this topic had me really overwhelmed because I immediately thought of dozens of songs I wanted to submit even before I finished reading the details of this episode's topic. So I thought about it some more and drugs never were and still are not my thing But I am a drinker, and that led me to country music. As drinking and heartbreak are classic country music combo, I've perhaps experienced a time or two, or hundreds. So that song about alcohol that got me high, actually, let's change that to that song about alcohol that got me buzzed, is Since You Put Me Down by Margo Price, a fantastically written song about drinking to wash away the feelings for a no-good son of a bitch who broke your heart. Since you
6: put me down I've been drinking just to drown I've been lying through the cracks of my teeth I've been waltzing with my sin He's an ugly, evil twin He's a double-crossing back, stabbing
0: So much, Marsha. I love it. Love it. Uh, now, I knew at some point things would get a little dark, but I didn't know the darkness would come from our old pal, the usually light hearted television writer Jeff Greenstein. But here we are. This is Jeff Greenstein.
7: Not a drug user, never have been. Pretty sure I missed my window. But the drug song that got me high is Johnny Hit and Run Pauline by LA Punk Band X. It's about a guy who shoots up a drug that kicks his sex drive into overdrive, and the result is not fun at all. In fact, this song contains perhaps the most terrifying line I've heard in any drug song The Last Pauline Wouldn't Cooperate. Here it is, gang Johnny Hit and Run Pauline.
4: They got 24 hours
0: I, I hate to fade it out I love that so much Okay, aside from uh, all the great eclectic song picks You all came up with I also appreciate how sometimes you think Outside the box a little for
7: these episodes Like our friend Alan Zweig does here Hi, this is Alan from Toronto The city where there are more cannabis stores Than 7-Eleven, McDonald's, and Starbucks combined um, the, the song that I'm gonna choose is not so much a song that was best to be stoned while listening to, but more the song that when not stoned most reminded me of being stoned. It comes from a record all about the drug taking and enjoying experience. Country Joe and the Fish, electric music for the mind and body probably one of the first overtly psychedelic records I ever heard, and a very good psych record, I think. All the songs have this sort of feeling of being stoned. A lot of that comes from the way the organist plays his instrument and also the guitar player. The song I'm choosing is uh, an unusual song, any song you could pick from that record, but the one I'm choosing is called Masked Marauder, a song that appears to be an instrumental at first until the vocals come in uh, about a minute and a half in. So I hope Rob plays it into the vocals. Um, It's the vocals and even the lyrics of the vocals that That's the part of the song that most reminds me of being stoned. So, here's Masked Marauder by Country Joe and the Fish.
0: Thanks, Alan. All right. I don't know about all of you, but these episodes usually result in me taking a deep dive into artists I may have missed, uh, which I definitely did with this next band. Here's patron Paul Marfleet with our second spiritualized
8: pick. Hi, Rob. Paul Marfleet from the UK here. As someone who tracks closer to Ian McKay than Keith Richards on the hedonism spectrum, picking a song for this latest Patreon episode was more of a challenge than usual. Nevertheless when it comes to artists whose musical output is inseparable from their use and abuse of drugs the one person who stands out for me is jason pierce from his beginnings with space free a band whose mantra was taking drugs to make music to take drugs to to his more mainstream work with spiritualized jason pierce has always been honest about the way that drugs have served as both a muse and a crutch in his career the song that epitomizes this ambivalent relationship And one that I've chosen for this episode is The Straight and Narrow from Spiritualized 2001 album Let It Come Down, a gorgeous slice of Brian Wilson-inspired symphonic pop. Pierce lets us know at the song's outset that he wants to do right, but the trouble with The Straight and Narrow is it's so thin I keep sliding off to the side. Drug use has brought Pierce close to death on two occasions, so when he sings And I Don't Fall Off The Wagon You Know I take a dive and go as deep as I can go. Don't hold you off breath because I'm coming up slow this time. It's an admission that when he fucks up, he does so on a grand scale. While Let It Come Down is a bit too long and grandiose to be a favourite, I think the wall of sound production employed on the straight and narrow is necessary to get the song's message across. Sometimes you need to go hard or go home, and that's what Jason Pierce did for this album, perhaps realising he wouldn't get the same chance again.
0: Thank you, Spiritualized. All right. And now here's patron Todd Bouk with a song I had never heard before, but now I just love so much.
9: Take it away, Todd. Wow. Rob, could you narrow the field for me? There are so many alcohol and drug songs. Probably when it becomes professionally acceptable to write a song about White Claws, there's going to be even more. I instantly thought of Beer Run by Todd Schneider, but this song gets confused with Garth Brooks and George Jones' song of the same title, and coincidentally, the same chorus. My second song was Sangria Wine by Jerry Jeff Walker. However, this has to be the song that launched Jimmy Buffett into the boozy beach stratosphere, so it got left behind, too. My pick is a song that would never find its way to That Record Got Me High if it wasn't for this category. The King is Gone and So Are You by George Jones. While this could be dismissed as a novelty song, it's straight-up country gold. It's a breakup song. The main character is all alone. His exes left him with a table, but no chair. So he proceeds to drink by himself, with two celebrities. It's funny and sad at the same time. It's also an acknowledgement to George Jones' personal history. You see, the best male country music artist of all time is not Johnny Cash it's George Jones. While Johnny had June Carter cash to keep him on the rails of sanity and stability, George at best had himself, which usually left him pulling up a big old piece of floor and drinking with his imaginary friends. In the end, he did outlast Elvis. Peace. Last night I broke the seal
10: on a Jim Bean decanter That looks
11: like Elvis I soaked the label off
10: A Flintstone jelly bean jar
11: I cleared us off a place On that one little table That you
10: left us And pull
4: me up a big old piece of floor I pull the head off Elvis
10: Feel Fred up to his pelvis
4: Yabba dabba
10: doo The king is gone And so are you Round about ten we all die Bid rock and such. The conversation finally turned to women. But they said they
11: didn't get around too much. Elvis
1: well, said, Find them young. And Fred said, Old fashioned girls are fun.
11: Never
0: the king is gone, and so Thanks, Todd. So, keeping with the wacky theme going, uh, here's another bonkers song I had never heard before, courtesy of our friend Nick Riley.
8: Hi, Rob. Nick Riley calling here from a rather chilly northwest England. My contribution for this Patreon episode is the opening track from the brand-new album by Luke Haynes and Peter Book brilliantly titled All the Kids Are Super Bummed Out, Luke Haynes, formerly of the auteurs and black box recorder, and Peter Buck from uh, another band. Anyway, the track is called The British Army on LSD and probably alludes to military drug experiments on volunteers in the 1960s when the powers that be thought acid could be used as a truth drug. Instead, they just ended up with whacked out soldiers. I hope you all enjoy this track as much as I do. Cheers.
0: Here's a cover of a song I assumed someone would pick. Uh, It also happens to be one of my all-time favorite covers by one of my all-time favorite bands. Take it away, Josh Metzger.
12: Okay. (laughs) Third time's a charm. Hey, Rob and TRGMH family. Uh, I wanted to share my pick for the drug or alcohol-related song that got me high, and it's White Rabbit by The Damned. Uh, I heard the original of this by Jefferson Airplane when I was a little kid. Uh, my parents have the have the record on vinyl, and I, I just ate this up. I listened to it over and over and over, and uh, fairly obsessed with the album, uh, Surrealistic Pillow by by them. But anyway, uh, the Dams version is just phenomenal. It's 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 gothy, it's psychedelic. I, I fucking love it. Anyway, uh, got me high. Enjoy, everybody.
0: Love it. Love it. Thanks, Josh. And now here's super patron, multi-appearance guest, friend of the show, Tom Lowry, with a song by a band many of my friends love. I never really got, and spoiler alert, this is a deep spoiler alert, we will be covering this band soon. Take it away, Tom.
13: Hey, Rob, and they might be high listeners. This is Tom from St. Pete. My choice is Wilco's song Passenger Side from their 1995 album, a. M. Uh, right after Uncle Tupelo broke up, Jeff Tweedy went one way, and Jeff Jay Farrar went the other. Jay uh, and his group went on to do Trace, uh, arguably better album than this one. And uh, this album, they replaced um, they replaced Jay with the Bottle Rockets guitarist, and went on to use the same producer Brian Paulson, who did Anodyne, the Uncle Tupelo album. My relationship with Wilco is kind of mixed. I I liked them up to 2001's Yankee Hotel Foxtrot, and then they kind of slide ever so slowly into mediocrity. It's it's sad because they could have been a great band, but for some reason, I just don't. Think they ever they ever got that part. I mean, that album's great, but uh, God forbid somebody brings this album to to uh, Rob as a um, I know he's a big Jeff Tweedy fan. Anyway. Um, This song reminds me of high school slash college when um, the driver would basically say, take the wheel while he rolled a joint and the passenger would try to and hopefully command the car while you're driving down the road um, while he rolled the joint. Typical somewhere between high school and college. And uh, this is all plausible deniability, of course. But um I also hope that not everybody's doing their commentary on this totally not buzzed just in the theme of things good luck enjoy
4: hey wake up your eyes were
0: Jeff Tweedy, I'm just, I'm, I'm not a huge Wilco fan, and I'm not a huge Jeff Tweedy fan, but just of his songs. It's not like he's not a nice person or something. I don't know. He I'm sure he's a wonderful person, but uh you know, that's how it is. We can't all love everything. Okay, speaking of uh, super patrons, we have another longtime friend of the show, Steve Mitchner, who clearly followed his gut on this one and uh chose a song that was on my short list for this episode, and I feel like pretty much had to be included.
12: Hey, Rob, it's Steve Mitchner from Portland, Oregon. Man, it was hard to narrow it down to one great song in the category of what song about alcohol or drugs get me high. It's probably the most popular topic to write a song about after love and fucking. Of course, I immediately thought of the replacements who celebrated partying like few other bands, both in real life and in song, and they have a treasure trove of songs about booze and other sort of drugs for sure. Like I Bought a Headache, Dope Smoking Moron, Treatment Bound, Red Red Wine... The list goes on. I mean, they were a walking advertisement for drug and alcohol abuse. As uh, time goes on, I've lost interest in the band, especially after reading the brutal biography Trouble Boys by Bob Mayer. As a fellow musician, it was hard to stomach the stories of their constant self-sabotage after being given chances that most bands, like my own, would kill for. But I decided to go with the replacements anyway, uh, just going in a slightly different direction than those songs, however. I chose Here Comes a Regular, the song that closes out the album Tim. It's one of my favorites by the band. In this song, though, rather than celebrating the joy of drinking, Westerberg is reflecting on what it means to be an alcoholic who seeks the company of the other drinkers in the bar. It's really about the shame he feels being identified as a regular. I hate to be the bummer guy at this party, but this is Westerberg facing up to the brutal and bleak truths that can come from all that partying, and he pulls no punches here. After the prevailing party atmosphere of Tim, this album closes a rare moment of clarity and certainly one of Westerberg's finest songs. Well,
11: a person can work up a mean, mean thirst after a hard day of nothing much at all. The summer's past, it's too late to cut the grass. There ain't much to make anyway in the fall And sometimes I just stay in the mood To take my place in that for life You're like a picture on the fridge It's never stopped with food Live at home, now I stay at the house. And everybody wants to be special here. They call your name out loud and
0: Beautiful, beautiful. Thank you, Steve. Okay, speaking of thinking outside the box, I love what Bobby Joe did here. Uh, Using this theme to pay tribute to a friend uh, who made it all the way to the other side of addiction uh, with a little help from something many of us rely on every morning. I really hope her friend listens to this episode. Cheers. Hey,
5: everyone. Hey, Rob. It's Bobby Joe. So I'm going to use this time to give a super song shout out dedication to a drinker um i know it's kind of cheesy and but uh i think she's completely earned it it's a super super badass lady with like a decade and a half of being clean and sober and uh i think she deserves the recognition so early on in her recovery we would check in with each, with each other and I would ask her how things were going and it was all like <laughs> Well, Bob, it's a lot of drinking black coffee and stare at the walls, and uh, um, yeah, it was like that for a long time. So this song uh, is uh, Black Flag and drinking black coffee, and not that I'm a Rollins fan or anything, but I do like his commitment to fitness and his little black short. so that's motivating. But really, uh, the disease of alcoholism and addiction are very, very deadly. And I'm so thankful that she used her punk rock spirit to survive and find recovery. It really might have been a different story today. So, Momo, I'm so proud of you and love you to bits. And uh, you've come a really long way from staring at the walls.
0: thank you bobby joe that was great now here's our old pal dan bonebrake with a song i'd heard him play before but shockingly i never heard the original version until now
1: hi trgmhers it's dan bonebrake of the lightworkers and honest liars that song about alcohol and drugs that got me high is beer composed by jay bennett of mainly wilco fame i first heard this song performed by my former bandmate david Vanderveld in his brilliant version of his former production partner's song David does an inspiring rocker cover of this song and I borrowed his version for covering Solo and With the Honest Liars, for which we donated proceeds to the Dan Hosker Music Continuum. Jay's version is melancholy, poignant, it's celebratory about drinking, and cynically celebratory about the celebrities who become a star by our celebration of drinking. His low, husky voice delivers a haunting story. I love all versions of the song, but I think it should be Jay's for this episode. Scenes apropos for Thanksgiving. I think I'll crash right here, because if I had too much beer for one night.
10: That first beer, that second beer, the third beer is the best. I love beer more than the rest. That fourth beer, that fifth beer, that sixth beer still tastes fine. Bring me more beer You can keep the wine You say I drink too much You say I think too much You say I laugh too much When things are really serious You say I live too hard You say I've gone too far I think I'll crash my car Then I'll become a star Overnight That seventh beer That eighth beer The ninth goes either way just one more beer, and I'll decide if I will go or stay. There's 11, then 12, and 13 does no good. Well, I'll
0: have 14. You don't wow. Thanks, I Dan. Should. All right. I'm not going to lie. I was super excited that Mick Hans chose this next song because A... It's by South Florida rock and roll legend and friend of mine, Charlie Pickett. And B, it's a great song. So
7: take it away, Mick. Hi, Rob. It's Mick Hans. I'm going into your front yard for this one. Geographically, because it's a tune by South Florida hero Charlie Pickett. And literally, because it's called Get Off on Your Porch. As far as I can tell, it only ever appeared as a previously unreleased track on bar band Americanas, which is a 2008 compilation on Bloodshot. But most importantly, the reason I picked Pickett, is it's the best exile era stone stone the Stones never wrote.
0: Oh, here's that Facebook group got me high creator Margarita, not his real name, and a great cover of a great song. Hey Rob, Margarita here. I was waiting until Black Friday to mark down my Patreon
14: subscription from five dollars a month to two fifty. I was reading an article on Magnet Magazine's website, and I noticed a banner ad that said Jonathan Valiania, nineteen sixty six through twenty twenty one. I had to think for about half a minute uh, to place the name because I hadn't heard it for a while, but it was the uh, front man for a 90s band that I really loved called Cyclone Rangers from Pennsylvania. Myself and a couple buddies actually had a makeshift cover band that played songs from their two albums. We didn't play shows, just hanging around in the house. Um, the choice for today's episode is a Jonathan Richmond cover called I'm Straight. Off their, uh, the Cyclone Rangers album, The Devil May Care. Kind of inverts your theme for the Patreon episode, but hopefully some people will enjoy it. Bye. I called this number three
1: times already today, but I I got scared and I put my phone back in place. I still don't know if I should have called up. Look. Just tell me why don't you find out of place Cause here's your chance to make me feel awkward and wish it I had never hear
0: Cyclone Rangers, and especially thanks, Jonathan Richmond. I love it. Okay, we're nearing the end of the episode, and I'm going to do something that I've never done before. Usually, I will save my pick for last and uh, play out the episode with it, but this time, I will leave the last song for reasons that will soon be apparent to one of my patrons. So, right now, here's my pick the beautiful Golden Brown by the Stranglers. I've been a fan of the Stranglers right from their first record And stayed on board with them uh, As they evolved from angry punks making loud, aggressive music To angry punks making lush, passively aggressive music I just, uh, I love it all, always you Cornwell's hauntingly evocative song about heroin uh, With its harpsichord and weird time signatures Is both beautiful and vaguely unsettling I love it
15: Golden brown, texture like sun Never a frown with golden brown Golden brown, fine attemptress the ages she's heading west from far away stays for a day never a frown with golden brown
0: okay so now who is this mysterious patron who usurped my position as show closer it's our old pal, Todd Nolan. All right. Full disclosure, I've known Todd a really long time, and he's always been a shit stirrer. Uh, he, he, may, he may very well have submitted this hour-plus-long song, uh, just to fuck with me, but it's also a great pick and a perfect way to end the episode, I think. I'm not going to play the entire song because that would be insane, uh, but I included a nice little stretch. And if you're up to hear the whole damn thing, I'd recommend going to the Spotify playlist I made for this episode, uh, the link to which can be found in the show notes for the episode on our website, that recordgotmehigh.com. Don't forget, if you'd like to start contributing to these episodes, head over to patreon.com forward slash trjmh. Thanks everyone for participating. Thanks for listening. Here's Todd.
14: A friend with weed is a friend indeed. What up, buds? It's your old pal Todd Nolan from Asheville, Tennessee, sparking it up with my score for the drug song that got me high, or more appropriately, the song that blew my fucking mind while getting high. You cannot think about weed or pot or cannabis or Mary Jane without bringing up the epitome of stoner rock, the darkest dealers of cannabis-infused doom metal, the dankiest strain of heavy metal gods since Black Sabbath graced our turntables with Sweet Leaf. Yes, motherfuckers, I'm talking about the infamous power trio of weedologists, Sleep, and their de seeded, de stemmed epic masterpiece, motherfucking Dope Smoker. Hailing from San Jose, California, Sleep consisted of the hypnotic Al Cisneros on vocals and bass, the wizard of guitar himself, Matt Pike, and Chris Hawkins on heavy, methodical drums. Dope Smoker is not just any plain old Sensamelia inspired song, it is, in fact, the entire fucking album clocking in at a brain-shattering 63 bowl packing minutes long, and it is worth every goddamn second! Dope Smoker took four long years to develop before it was finally recorded in 1996 to be released as their third album under their label of the time, London Records. Despite the fact that London said that the band had complete and total artistic freedom for the project, they refused to release the recording because they didn't know exactly how to market this hour-long space-out session for potheads. In all of this drama, it eventually led to sleep disbanding, leaving them both broke and broken. Apparently, smoking a lot of pot was a major factor in the creation of Dope Smoker. Hmm, I never would have guessed. Al Cisneros was quoted as saying, I was really dependent on the space I got into when I was using it, and some of the lyrics are about that. The line, drop out of life with bong in hand, was kind of a creed at that point. The name of the song changed from Dope Smoker to Jerusalem at one point during the writing and rehearsing phase, because the band had recently become obsessed with Middle Eastern desert themes, but it would later change back to its original moniker. During its very difficult recording sessions, Job Smoker began to evolve greatly from the band's original vision. Pike stated, The song was getting slower and slower, and then it got weird. We started chirping out and second-guessing ourselves. There was so much to memorize for that album, and we had to do it in like three different sections, because a reel-to-reel only holds 22 minutes. It was really cool, but it was one of the hardest things I've ever done in my life. Smoker's signature sound is partly in thanks to Sleep's custom-built amps designed to be so fucking loud that the band couldn't be in the same room as them while they were recording, which brought cranking it to 11 to a whole new high. Over the years, the song would be released four different times in various formats, the latest being a limited edition box set released this year by Sleep's current label, Third Man Records. The newly reformed band even had a weedian hi-fi version with cannabis leaves pressed into the vinyl itself that was only available at the 3rd man store in Detroit. Pike once said, We're just a bunch of massive stoners trying to do something that no one else had done. Something about this song is truly magical and sacred. Dope Smoker tells the story of a caravan of weed priests traveling across the sand sea in search of rift-filled land so as to fulfill their Desert Legion smoke covenant. So grab your bongs, pack the bowl, spark it up, and take a trip for the next 63 minutes trudging through the resin-infused sludge with the kings of stoner rock, sleep, and their heady magnum opus, Dope Smoker.